while and listen. So here's the story from A to Z. You want to get with me, you got to listen carefully. Two Colette and Matt have entered the chat, a proud member of the HyperX Podcast Network. You see what it, see what it did there? I, I, I almost knew that one. Oh, almost. really? You know why? Almost. Because it was in the middle of the song. That's, that's the, the, the mess up. Okay. Okay. I don't do, know. Do it. you wanna you wanna mull on it for a little while or do you wanna? No, just you wanna tell hear... me. Just okay. Tell me. It's um it's wannabe by the Spice Girls. Oh shit. Okay. Oh. Right. Now you feel it. I do. I do. Um the I'm Matt Silverman, and then there's another voice here also, and that is It is Colette Bennett, who has been awake for seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want them to know. I want them to just know. It's best if they know. If they're like, uh, Colette Bennett sounds a little funny today. Well, that's why. And we're recording this at uh, 4.15 in the afternoon. No, just kidding. <laughs> that would make it even better. Uh, <laughs> no, we are recording this early in the morning, so it will, in fact, reach you fine people right on time on Friday. So, um, yes, that is what is An happening. early morning session. I, you know, I like uh, I like talking about video games with coffee because we're usually we're usually convening in the evening, right? And, and right. that's that's its own fun time. But it is uh, I don't know. It's nice to we all have our thing, our shit to do in the day, our work, our family stuff, yeah. And that's all just like your day, your daily day. But like to get up and roll out of bed and to sit down with a cup of coffee and talk about video games. Oh, I should do the music. Hold on. Wait, I'm taking that back to talk about video games. That is hashtag blessed, I would say. I tell you what, to this day, and this is absolutely a leftover from being a child. My favorite thing is to wake up on a weekend and be like, I'm just going to play whatever game I'm playing right now. Like right. I'm going to wake up to games and like, right. I, I know that there's a little kid in me somewhere that's like, yeah, you're still doing it. <laughs> Absolutely. And wait, I have two quick thoughts on that. One is that I, I don't do that often, you know, which is, which is a shame, but there is, you know, I like you wake up and then you get your phone and you like look at notifications and news and work and it's no, and no, then no, you no, just no. feel shitty. But but pick up the switch on your night table and just get right back in the game. Like Mm-mm. that is such a a, a much healthier morning. I well, think. Here's the thing. It's it's interesting, right? It's I guess you could say it's like a a blessing and a curse. But yeah, because exactly. I work in news, because my eyeballs are full of news, yeah. way too much news every day, five days a week, when I wake up, I could give a fuck. I don't care what's happening in the world. I don't care what's happening with you, with your friends. Like, like don't text me. Fine. I'll like reply to you later. Mm-hmm. But like I it, it puts this fantastic, like full don't give a fuck to me and my phone 100%. I mean, yep. do I look at it sometimes when I get texts? Yeah, but like I just am all about not looking at it when I'm yeah. not on the weekend. I'm, I'm so that's really the only thing to, that helps. I agree, fully know? agree. I'm trying to eliminate the clutter in my brain with the yeah. with that stuff. Yeah. And I'm becoming high, this is not rocket science or anything new, but I'm becoming hyper aware of like oh, uh let me just um let me just look up a recipe or let me just reply to my oh, friend. Yeah. Like, like very attached by the book, 
a task at book. hand that I need to use my phone for that is and, and my phone is very valuable for this very specific and useful task. And you pick up the phone and you're like, oh, okay, there's that. Mm-hmm. Okay, clear that notification. Okay, let me just go to Google. Okay, oh, there's the last web page I was browsing. Oh, and that reminds me of that thing. And then, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting a notification. And then let me type in. And then Google is suggesting other things that I'm that now I'm like, oh, what about that other thing? And then mm-hmm. and then I click and then I scroll through results and then 45 mobile ads. <laughs> and then I get to the thing that my useful phone is useful for. Yep. And I'm like, fuck, this is so in the way of yep. Yep. everything that yep. I want to. And I don't know, obviously. Everything is designed to stop you, to slow you down, to get you to buy things. Everything mm-hmm. is designed to get you to buy things. Right. Absolutely. And yes, I find it frustrating and exhausting, to be quite honest. So, but as a side note, there are web comics in the ADHD world where <laughs> folks write about these things where people re- literally have made comics of what you just described. Like, right, exactly. Basically, you know, like all this stuff, even if you don't have ADHD, like it's all designed that way. It's all designed oh, yeah. to make you click and buy shit. And you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 and it's not even it's the buying. It's, 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 yeah, it's not the buying specifically. That's almost at the end of the food chain. It, it, it's obviously about attention sure. and the attention economy, but it's, it's even just like, I don't, it's even like text from your friends and, and discord notification. Like those are all, I care about those, you know, and, sure. and, and sure. still, um, sure. Did I, t- I don't know who I was telling. I think you'll appreciate it. Wasn't you. I don't think I've said it on this show. I might've been talking with someone else like on the phone or something. Um, but I, th- I think you will appreciate it. I think our, our listeners will appreciate it. Um, my daughter is finally reading The Lord of the Rings, oh, uh, nice. Fellowship of the Ring. Nice. Um, after months of me saying, oh, you would really like this, like you like Harry Potter, you'll love, you know, this is, Tolkien is where <laughs> fantasy comes from, like it's yep. all comes back to this. And then she went to the school library and she typed Harry Potter into the like school card catalog and it's like, you might also like The Fellowship of the Ring. And she's like, oh, I should read that. And I'm like, thank you. You're like, wow, hello. Exactly. <laughs> So she is reading it and then we're sort of occasionally listening to the catching up on ch- chapters in the audiobook and I'm listening to the audiobook while she's reading it and Aww. it's early stages and it's slow going that. but we're sort of Thanksgiving got in the way of it so we're hopefully going to return to it. Anyway, there is a passage, I should pull it up but uh, I'll just kind of paraphrase it. There's a passage in the beginning when Bilbo has had his adventures from The Hobbit and he is retiring. He's disappearing from the Shire and he's leaving his worldly possessions to Frodo, who is like his cousin or his nephew. And and you you know this already. And he leaves everything to his friends and family and Frodo. And he's about to leave the ring behind. And he but he's like, maybe I should just take this with me. Mm -hmm. And Gandalf's like, put that down. Yeah. Put it. Nope. Nope. And there is a specific passage where Bilbo's like, thank you, Gandalf. I don't know what came over me. I feel like the ring is watching me and I feel like it is always, um, it always wants my attention and I feel anxious when it's not in my pocket. And I read this passage. And you went, oh, the internet, my phone. That's your phone. 1950, whatever. J.R.R. R. R. Tolkien, like, 
and analogized like corporate surveillance and Mm -hmm. attention. Like, obviously, there's no way he could understand what we have today. But the the parallel between the ring of power, the corruption of of the entire world, and this device in your pocket that makes you, you feel anxious when you don't know what it's doing, where it is when you're not looking at it. Yeah. Wows, wowsy, wows, wowsers. Oh, yeah. Fellowship no, of sure. the Ring. Actually, it's funny you say this. I think this was like a week ago. So, of course, it's like, you know, 10 million years in Internet time. But it's basically <laughs> a video of David Bowie predicting the Internet. Oh, and like, this sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I guess if you probably like Google, you could find it. But yeah, it's basically like, you know, someone talking to him and he's talking about how like the way technology is going is leading to this, you know, it, it's almost like a prescient, like, it's just it's amazing like his prediction of it i'll have to look like, this up yeah it's great it's great for i'll sure. find it i don't want to type right now and no for sure. But, for sure um but yeah i get it i totally get it and i felt that way and i felt enslaved to the phone and like there are times when i still feel enslaved to the phone mm-hmm. um less and i think it's like i said it's one of the few things that you know is somewhat helpful about my job that it forces that kind of you know um you know like like God, I'm fucking sick of looking at the internet. Like, let's let's leave this, you know? Right. Um, and and that's a healthy, you know, yeah. It, it's I never wanted to work in news. Like I I've I've been part of media organizations for a long chunk of of our career here and always my I always observe my colleagues just being um working really hard and working really frantically and working and being so hyper connected all the the time Mm -hmm. because they have to be and they're very Mm -hmm. very good at their jobs yep and i'm just like i never want to do i never want to sit in on that side of the bullpen because no too Mm -hmm. much never yeah i i i have i have a take in a way i'm kind of like like i don't want to dive too deep onto in the fake into this podcast because it's kind of in my opinion it's kind of nihilist honestly <laughs> like yeah, i don't want to just be know, like we'll let see, me we'll let, let me dump this darkness like yes you know but um but yeah i i i have a take and you know dump the dump the dark we got to dump the darkness to to see <sighs> some light okay so I, I did this experiment quite a few years ago with Facebook. I was like, you know, I'm going to take Facebook off my phone because I sensed kind of a restlessness when I was using Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And that restlessness kind of was like a sign to me that I wasn't really looking for the content. I was looking to subdue some feeling that was already there. Right. So I was like, all right, you know, I'll talk to my therapist about this feeling but what was I, and maybe you're getting sorry sorry i don't mean to interrupt i'm i'm genuinely curious and engaged mm. like the fee, what is the feeling is it boredom what, and and what it's what? like restlessness yes it's like deep restlessness yes. and it's like an, an issue i have that uh i think might be adhd but i'm i'm just not sure i've been starting to talk to some other adhd folks about it and see like what their version of it is mm-hmm. but yeah but it's like this bone deep restlessness that yes. won't go away yes and so that clearly you have. So, uh, so anyway, I, I, I removed Facebook and what I learned by removing fi- the Facebook app from my phone is that I am missing absolutely nothing on yes. Facebook. Yes. I don't miss it. Like I'm not, you know, it's like, 
is it, it fundamentally the idea of Facebook, you know, get to see what your friends are doing. Like, is that bad? I don't think so. I actually think it's cool. Yes. There are a lot of times where, you know, long-term friends of mine that I've been friends with for 20 plus years, you know, who mostly have kids now, you know, they post pictures of what's going on with their kids and I care yes. because I'm like, Oh my God, like, that's so cool. Those are the parts of Facebook I like, but the parts that are crammed with you might like, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And, oh, go look at this. And it, you know, it's just, it's, it's not my jam, I guess. Um, so I pretty much removed Facebook from my phone and just stopped using it. Um, because I was like, well, if you don't miss it, you know, then what I've tried the same experiment with Instagram mm -hmm. and I've been perfectly fine without Instagram, but I have yet to like overcome and completely delete Instagram. <laughs> um, I think the visual aspect is extremely stimulating for an ADHD mm -hmm, brain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and if you curate your Instagram follows in a very precise way, it, 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 it can be a little less noisy, I think, than, than a Facebook, yeah, but I don't, I haven't been yeah, to Facebook in a while. Somewhat. I mean, that it's funny you saying that that actually dovetails into another thing for me, which is that, oh my God, it's become so loud, so loud because of like the TikTok advent of video. Right. right. Like so loud. Yeah. And I hate that. I'm very noise sensitive. So yeah, not, a, not a, not a fan. Um, I was ha having this exact co similar conversation with my wife uh, who she, she uses Facebook. I, I, I do not use Facebook. I have an account because I have to be connected to certain pages and admin, whatever, but I, I don't use it on the web or phone at all. Zero, you know, I, I'm, I'm done with Facebook, the platform.com, you know? Um, and there are many, many times throughout our week when uh, exactly as you said, like my wife would be like, oh yeah, so-and-so, your, your sister did this or our friend did this and said this. And I'm like, oh, right. They posted it to a place that I no longer yeah. view, you know? Have, yeah. And so <laughs> like, at, like just like an, an elderly person, like getting the filtered valuable information through her is great for me. But I, then I asked her, I'm like, do you still like get value from this platform does it make you feel anxious like do you and um she has a different take on it because she is a member of a variety the way you and i are members of discord communities and subreddits for like our hobbies specifically games etc she is a member of various facebook groups that are extremely valuable to her and she also very much cares about what friends and family are doing so like she can sort of overcome the shittiness of facebook uh... to derive the value whereas i was like the value to shittiness ratio is too it's too high <laughs> or it's too low for me. But then also, but then I feel like a shithead to be to like rely on her to filter the crap to give me the valuable information. And it was just a very interesting juxtaposition of like what is valuable to who and yeah. and how to overcome it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's I don't know. I, I could talk about this stuff forever. And and I talk about this on on other shows and whatever, but like the sin, the problem is advertising. Like the, oh, the, yeah. this is my oh, the culmination. If your business model, if the platform is free and the business model is advertising, then the model is we must keep you here as much as possible, which means we're going to serve you 
the the most sensational, crazy, visual, yep. viral garbage. All the, like, there's always incentive to serve lowest common denominator content. That could mm-hmm. be your dumbass friend's shitty post, mm-hmm. or it could be, uh, you know, fake uh, right wing news or whatever. Um, that's the model, and you don't get that shit on discord or mastodon or no. uh you know no. even even reddit while reddit is an is an ad supported platform um the algorithm what is use uh, what is notable on reddit is determined by human beings uploading right. and downloading right. it's not determined by a black box algorithm so like you'll get stupid stuff on reddit and and misinformation on reddit but like other human beings will be like no 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 don't this is not this is not good yeah the download. like Honestly, like I think that right now, one of the things that so attracts us to Discord is that it reminds us of an early level of the internet where mm-hmm. there weren't ads vomiting in between every paragraph. And like maybe at some point, Discord will become that. Although I really hope it doesn't. It but doesn't like, need to be because it no. has premium features. If right. I want, if right. I'm an right. admin or a moderator, I can pay for actual, legit, valuable things for my server and that keeps the lights on at this like that premium we are the customers not the product model is the solution to most of it will nazis still have discord servers absolutely but <laughs> but their posts will not reach my grandma exactly the and, way that they do on facebook yeah that's that's kind of like fantastic and nice right that like yeah, like when I invite people to our Discord, I do it very intentionally and like hmm. I, with a sense of curation. I don't just invite anybody. Like I invite people verbally when I'm like, I feel like this person would so nicely fit into like our space. And, you know, not trying to make an exclusive club. It's not about that. But yeah, it is. It, it, I, I really, I've never had a opportunity to put this into words and to kind of meditate on like, oh, why do I like Discord so much? And yeah, now I now i know that's so. it. it it's it's real conversations you know especially on a small you know server like ours it's not ten thousand people you know yeah blabbing yep. constantly yeah um yeah well uh you know we can talk about the internet for a good long while right right speaking of discord and our beautiful discord community as usual we asked you what you've been playing over this uh this holiday weekend how was your before we get in how was your thanksgiving by the way you had it was you had friends friendsgiving you hosted yes i had a friendsgiving or we have two friends that we are very close to one of them is in news so she has a wild schedule <laughs> um i met her when i worked at cnn and so yeah she um she and i and uh, our husbands uh, get together whenever we can every year, you know, based on her schedule. So yeah, we had a lovely, just the four of us and um, we made prime rib, which was delicious. And Ooh. she made a pie, a Nutella pie, which was awesome. Oh my God. So, yeah. Chocolate <laughs> Nutella pie. It's insanity. I never even thought of that. And now insanity, but must, yeah, it was, it was it. lovely. And I had a lot of times to, uh, a lot of time to play video games oh so. yes uh and yeah. so did, did our listening community uh we're going to talk about what you have been playing because i'm very excited to hear about it uh but in the meantime uh folks from our discord soup snacker 2 <laughs> 
friend of the show. I don't know why Soup Stacker's name makes me giggle, but it does. So funny. Um, they say, just found out that I had unlimited XP DLC items turned off on Soul Hackers 2. So now I'm looking forward to cheesing my way through the rest of the game after <laughs> enabling it this morning. I'm not pleased that I essentially paid extra to spend less time with the game, but it's supposedly short and it still feels a bit like a slog. So it's a welcome break. Oh, that's so interesting. My God. Mm-hmm. Okay. It really is. Like I, I read that and I was like, oh. I had to look up Soul Hackers 2. I was not familiar with this franchise. This came out over the summer, so it's a fairly new game. Um, and mm-hmm. it appears it's an Atlas JRPG yep. anime yep. ass RPG action something or other. I think Soul Hackers, let me double check. I think Soul Hackers is a part of the Shin Megami Tensei oh, series. It, which oh, is that's what I meant to say. It, the, it, same... the description reads like, is no. this a Shin, it's <laughs> Shin actually, Megami Tensei? I mean, yes, you're right, but it's, uh, okay, it does fall under Megami Tensei. That's interesting, but it also falls under another series that they have done in the past called Devil's Summoner. Um, I did not buy it because the heart of any Atlas game is a shit ton of grinding, and unless mm-hmm. you coach that with a really good story, I, I can't. I just, totally. I, I can't But do these it. are all in the same universe or spin-offs or companions of each mm. other. Is that what's happening? They're not in the wise? same universe. I okay. would say the most unifying thing is certain design elements, like okay. super grindy. Um So like a Final Fantasy like you know a Final Fantasy game when you see it, but they're not in the same universe. That's exactly right. That's a perfect okay. way of putting Great. it. Great. Yeah, like you, you can see the next comment is Honeybro saying the Shin Megami Tensei games always felt longer than they actually were because of the required grinding. And that that is absolutely, you know, it's almost an old school kind of um uh sentiment kind of at the core of these games. And the, you know, they've been around since the old school, so that's probably maybe part of why, but um but yeah absolutely hilarious that there's a dlc it's like here's the game that you bought and and love and know the grind and you want it and then here's dlc to make the grind less yeah they made you pay to make their game less more palatable there's gotta be more to that like there's gotta be give me an extra hat or something in the deal like i need something in there that's really funny yeah it's hilarious it is hilarious but um these types of things have been just funnier and funnier these days to me um you know with dlc and things you pay for and blah blah blah, blah. so anyway Love um it. speaking of rpgs uh tricky love says uh didn't do much gaming this weekend other than continuing my playthrough of xenoblade chronicles which is the remaster for the switch that's the original xenoblade chronicles which came you know re-released on the switch which you know I've been tempted by, but and, and I under I, I hear and understand that um the original is not as um I don't know obtuse as um Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I really mm-hmm. did not care for. Um Tricky Love says, I think I'm finally the furthest I've gotten in all my attempts to play through the game. Um and that he started it on Oh, started it two other times on Wii and never finished it. Yeah, I mean, that sounds right of like, mm-hmm. here's a game that I just never could bring myself to sit down at the TV over and over and over again. But now we live in 2022 and you can just kind of hack away at it on, you know, in bed with the switch. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know you're bringing the PC into the living room and you're, you know, you're, you're doing different, but like, I have not gamed at a desk or on a cat like 
on a TV for months. Oh, wow. And I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of realizing that now. Um, and it's not, it's not good or bad. I, I, and it's, but it is deeply informing like how and when and where I'm approaching games as we've discussed at length on the show. Yeah, but that's I just really interesting. made a note of it recently. I was like, huh, okay. Fascinating. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Rich SPK says, I completed a couple collection challenges in Pokemon Go, so I guess I did catch them all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still progressing through Vampire Survivors, unlocked more levels and more characters last night. I just want to get a couple games from Humble Bundle and Steam, but I'm dealing with decision paralysis. Mm. We could basically have a whole podcast about that topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> I want to try one of the Yakuza games, but which one? I'm like, ah, uh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I think almost sometimes like I let that overwhelm just kind of go, yeah, no, I can't even I can't even make this decision. Uh, yeah. I'm just going to move on until I see something that, you know, not I'm not like, well, maybe I'm like, fuck, yes. And like, that's it. Totally, like, totally. I find it um, satisfying is the wrong word, but um, uh, uh, like I can I can deal with that as long as I add to wish list or make a note in my you know trello board of like oh yeah this game is available or on sale or in early access one i would like to be aware of it i may never play it it's not at the top of it but like when faced with decision paralysis and i can't decide to play game x putting game x into a like repository for later is like whoo I, I at least i made a note of it and i can and, I, and then i can come back to it at some point if if that what you just said if that gimme urge like strikes at another right. time right that will yeah. work for me I, i'm also interested in rich's uh, addendum here which is like there's another wrinkle in his decision tree of like sounds like he's using a Linux PC desktop. Oh, so like, right, right, right. Just like we are making decisions of like, oh, will this run properly on a Steam Deck? Rich is also saying, well, I got to check the, the, the Steam DB or the Proton DB, you know, forums to be like, all right, if I do buy the, I really want this game. If, and if I do buy it, and if I do install it, which version of Proton and what tweaks do I need to make so that it will actually be a good experience? And, oh no, this one's a big pain in the ass. I guess I won't play it now. You know, like that calculus <laughs> is also yeah. ever yeah. present, which I, uh, I believe in Linux and I wish all Linux, Linux people the best. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's I, we we were talking a little bit in the Steam Deck uh, channel uh, about like some hobbyists are starting to make little Steam OS Linux boxes that are mm -hmm. just Steam Deck consoles that you plug into your TV. And I'm I'm like, yes, this is what we need. This is the future. Yeah, and it's still very finicky and tweaky right now. But like. When I can buy a $300 Steam box from Amazon three years from now, that is what we, where we want to be. That's the key. That's yeah. the future, I hope. Yeah. 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 I like that idea. That's very cool. Uh, um, final uh, addendum here. Megalith says the, uh, the whole family has been going ham on oh, Pokemon. so uh, cute. Scarlet Violet, I, I presume, uh, as Megalith was mentioning uh, earlier. 
he says, I beat the main story. I have been working on the post-game stuff. Caught my first legendary last night. Um, it's just, just I think it might be a quick, interesting fodder for discussion. Someone at Thanksgiving uh, in in my extended family was like, oh, yeah, can, can you believe, did you see all these people getting refunds for Scarlet and Violet? And I was like, uh, Nintendo does not give refunds from the eShop. Like, they just don't do it. Mm-hmm. And Nope, that's a Steam I, thing. That's a Steam thing. But I... I stand corrected uh, because, like, apparently, if you like get on the phone or chat or whatever with Nintendo customer service and really, really hound them, they will they will refund your purchase. And apparently, a a statistically significant number of people have said, "Yeah, this game is buggy as fuck and 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 <laughs> is broken in a variety of ways." I would like my money back. And they're getting some people are getting it, and some people are like, "I've been on the phone for two hours, and I'm giving up now. I guess I'll keep this shitty game." I, and then, Meg, and then here's Megalith saying, "Like this is great. I'm having a blast. The whole family's having a blast. It's I'm so fascinated by how polarizing these Pokemon games are." Yeah, yeah, I am too. I think that's amazing. And of course, not be, being a person that you know does not play Pokemon when they new releases come out. I'm like fascinated by it. Right. Just kicking, <laughs> making a tub of popcorn and, uh, and waiting to see, but, uh, but like note to self and note to list to listening listeners and, and our community. Like, I guess you can get your money back for Nintendo eShop games. If you put the work in, I I, I don't know. Yeah, you I don't know. know. I mean, I'm too lazy for this. So I mean, I wouldn't, <laughs> but you know, Hey, um it's great <sighs> for those beautiful. who have the wherewithal yes beautiful games over this uh this lovely holiday uh we hope you all have been enjoying it and enjoying whatever leftovers are still in your refrigerator oh yeah we have many <laughs> uh shall we take a break and then we will return to hear uh about something very intriguing on your uh computer desktop your personal computer <laughs> Right after this important commercial break. For every episode of No More Whoppers that you listen to, we will send you a 25 cent coupon for participating Kroger's. How many Kroger's are participating? None, but you're still getting the coupon. And it's like 25 cents in 1985 dollars. Right. So today that's like 28 cents. No More Whoppers. Take that to the bank and smoke it. On the HyperX Podcast Network and nomorewhoppers.com. If you're a shrewd shopper, it's about to be your favorite time of the year. HyperX will be running massive sales for the holiday season. Get up to 50% off some of our most popular products, like the Ultra Comfy Cloud 2 headset, the tough, responsive Alloy Origins mechanical keyboard, and the fan-favorite Quadcast USB microphone. Sales will be going on at all major e-tailers, but be sure to head to HyperX.com and sign up for the newsletter to get the scoop on the biggest deals. Happy holidays from HyperX. We have returned, and uh, I just want to make it clear that we're not talking about um, a mainframe computer, like at a university, <laughs> with like the punch cards and like everyone's sharing terminals. No, I'm talking about Colette's personal computer. It's hers. No one else can touch it. <laughs> it's, it's mine. Um, so over the break, 
I was like, you know, I haven't, we knew this from last week. I have kind of found <laughs> a spot in many games where I'm like, okay, I think this is the pause. Not, yep. not a rage quit kind of pause. Just nope. a, I think this is the pause, which is fine. <clears throat> Coral Island is on pause. Um, I did actually, just as a quick mention, I did actually pick up the chant a couple more times. Okay. But I've come to the conclusion, like when you're playing a Resident Evil game or really survival horror games in general, like modern ones, they kind of do a thing where like you get through a section and then you get through a section and then, oh, you might hit something here and get stuck on it or, oh, you might hit a boss. And so I've kind of just seen it as, oh, you're just getting through little sections to further the story. So I did pick it up and I did finish a boss battle last night and then get a little further. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to stop here and pick it up, blah, blah, blah. But so I have, I have realized that if I get frustrated with a section, I really just need to put it down for a little while and then come yep. back. Yep. Which is nice, you know, to be reminded like, oh, the game's not ruined. It's just, you know, the section got a little frustrating. And luckily last night I didn't have too much trouble. <clears throat> so that has been picked back up. But as we as we sort we sort of touched on it of like, will this be a brick wall blocker or will yeah. it be like, oh yeah, I get, I I can do this boss again, and then that's yeah. nice to hear. Oh um, yeah, absolutely, it is it is nice because I you know I continue to think about the game and I was like you know I'm really kind of enjoying what this game's doing. I do feel like it's a little bit unique in some ways. So um, so yeah yeah definitely I, i'm gonna forget so i just have to add a, a quick like suggestion here we don't even have to get into it but signalis have you seen this game are you aware of it signalis i think i put it on sorry i had to google yes um <clears throat> i put it on um the pc i did crack it open you did okay <clears throat> the day it came out and I had some experience. I don't know what it was, but it kind of made me like, okay, I'm going to put this down and come back later. And then I yeah. haven't come back okay. yet. Um, but I probably will because I definitely, I, yeah, like I have heard it's actually really short. Like, it's oh, oh like, I didn't even, yeah, okay, great. Yeah, I, like someone, I only mention it. I was reading some post, not a formal review, but some someone on a subreddit somewhere was like, Yo, like the Signalis is an, a fantastic horror survival game. Like the way they were talking about it was like, oh my god, this is this is a perfect game for you. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if you have um, checked it out. So yeah, anyway. yeah, no, totally, I did. It it um it kind of gives me some gives me some vibes of like early Resident Evil. That's what that's exactly what they were saying. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's but uh I I did enjoy it and I I I am going to go pick it back up cuz I am interested to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Man. I guess I need coffee. I just can't quite get my throat clear. <laughs> um <laughs> but so I was like, okay, I'm not playing those, you know, it's it's the holiday, you know, long break. You know, maybe I'll go through because I do this thing to remind myself to play games where I will get demos and I'll stick them on my desktop, like in a little section. And I'll be like, OK, these are the demos that I need to go through, you know, that I want to try. So I'll put my little demos, you know, in a section. And, you know, I'll be honest, like most of them have been sitting there for months. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I'm going to try these, you know, like the spirit and the mouse is in there. Yeah. Um, you know, stuff like that. So I crack a few open. I'm trying to remember. I think I tried one and I was like, okay, this is not for me. And then I was like, hmm. Oh, wait, no, I did try one and I actually liked it, but it was a really short demo. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the name. I'll have to come back to it. Anyway, the next game I cracked was Garden Galaxy. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, this is cool. So like 
you know, the little section on Steam that says, is this game relevant to you? Yep. It'll say similar to games you played and Dorf mm-hmm. Romantic was in there. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I get it. It's definitely that kind of vibe. It's casual. It's indie. You know, was it like the, the when you linked it, the suggestions for me were like, it's like Dorf Romantic and Stardew Valley. Yeah, you yeah, would yeah. love this. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. OK. Yeah. I, and I see why they get that. It's like, you know, the planting aspect, but then, you know, the building aspect. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so. I was on the sofa in the living room and I opened it up and I felt myself go into a rare state of hyper focus. Yeah. I literally could not stop playing. I played yes. for about an hour and a half mm-hmm. and you know, everything starts small. Like it's all very small, but it's such a simple game. And I love that about it. I love the elegance of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a very kind of calming musical track that plays over it. And the the gist at the heart of it is you start the game in an empty space there's a pot there and the pot, and then what appears around the pot are these little <sighs> the description says mysterious creatures will bring you coins to spend there are little okay. mysterious creatures All that right. just show up there are these little black triangles with a little flame on their head and they're <laughs> just you know they're great and you click them, and when you click them, they give you a coin and vanish. And mm-hmm. the coins are deposited into this little pot, which you can see in the screenshots. And when you deposit a coin into the pot, the pot randomly spits out an item. It might be a block of grass. It might be a tree. It might be a pot. It might be a plant to put in the pot. I mean, it you know, there's hundreds of options of what it could spit out, right? And then there's like a little... A way to kind of game the system a tiny bit since it's random, where sometimes the pot will spit out another pot, and those pots will be shaped like uh, either a water droplet or a crop, like a radish. And when you get those, if you should want to specifically produce, like, say you're working on a garden and you want the garden to be bigger, you would want to take the one that's shaped like a radish or whatever and put a bunch of coins into that instead of the main pot. Oh, okay. And then when you're ready, you break the pot and you get a stack of converted coins. Huh. So that's how you're able to kind of game the system. And then the other way- So it's like categorizing what you get. You can either uh just go for random stuff or you can bank stuff that's relevant to whatever you're working on. But it's still a bundle of random stuff, but it's all like garden stuff. So one, yeah. One thing I want to point out though, if anyone goes and gets this demo after, is that the designer did not- this is a completely no explanation game. You yeah. open up the game. There's no words. You just have to figure this out. So it took yeah. me a little while to realize because you get these storage boxes and you can stick stuff in the storage boxes to like keep things tidy. But in my mind for a long time, I was like, well, everything you get, you have to use. Or if you don't want it, you mm-hmm. stick it in mm-hmm. a box. Mm-hmm. And I think I had played for a few hours when I realized that if you get something you don't want, you can just put it back in the pot and it turns into a coin. Oh, okay. And I was like, so, oh, I wish she had mentioned, the designer had mentioned that. Well, it took so, me a while to figure it out by accident, actually. Do you read that as intentional design or do you read that as a, like sort of unfinished tutorial? Hey, we're going to polish those edges because like it, it might be kind of fun to discover like, well, I could have done this or that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a, that's a good, that's a good way of putting it. Did it feel it. good or did it feel like, man, I wish I knew that? Um, it felt more like, oh, that does this. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess it wasn't a negative. 
it wasn't negative, but I ended right. up like loading up all my like storage boxes, you know, like full of stuff that I was like, well, I don't really want this. I don't really like the way this looks. And then later being like, oh, I can just put all that stuff I don't like back. Like you the were pot. like sitting on a ton of coins, basically, that you right. didn't know and you made had. More coins. I'm like, oh, OK, cool. So I, and I've also been like, man, when does this demo end? Mm-hmm. Like I have played it for uh, I'm sure Steam would tell me how long I've played it for. Probably at least five hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is amazing. And then my husband suggested, well, maybe when you fill the entire screen, hmm. maybe that is when. Mm-hmm. you yeah and actually now that i look at the summary on steam it says stay organized by storing or selling your items so i guess if you read the details yeah could, but, uh, but but i again, mean who who does that who who does that and or like you know you want the sort of diegetic like the game is telegraphing or informing you even if it's not text you know how systems work um yeah i i that's that's an interesting I don't know. It's a fine yeah. line between happy accident discovery and frustrating. You never told me how the game works kind of thing. You totally. Know? It really is. And you just don't know, you know, like, well, what directions is it going to go in? Mm-hmm. Um, but and I wonder if, you know, like you said, oh, you fill up the screen and that's the end of the tutorial or the two. Tu- uh, excuse me, not the tutorial demo or the demo is like you can play this forever, but you only get like you know, one fifth of the items, like in the full game, there will be like a hundred items, but now you're only, you have only got 20. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, where's the limitation? Totally. Like one thing I've definitely wondered is, and I'm looking at the screenshots right now and wondering about this is like, will, will there be different sections where you're able to like, you know, do different things or like in the demo, am I basically playing the, Am I playing the finished product? Like what makes the game itself longer? Like right. what do, what else does the game do? You know? And I mean, obviously, yes, there'd come a point where you'd like build enough and you'd probably be like, okay. But I don't know. Like, um, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very fascinated with it. And my garden is getting quite large. So like I'm starting to get to the point where I'm like, okay, you know, I've built and you know, the pieces give you cues, of course. So you're like, oh well you know, maybe I'll build a forest or maybe I'll build a Zen garden or whatever. And then like when you get to the point where you've built those things, or at least I have that, I'm like, maybe I'll start building, you know, uh, vertically, you know, maybe I'll start building up because you can Mm -hmm. stack things and Mm -hmm. and make lift, you know, elevated areas and you can do all these things. So what's the core mechanic? Why are you building for the sake of building? Cause it looks cool and pretty or does, cause like in dwarf romantic, it's like, Oh, cute. But then you start realizing, Oh, if I do this and this and this, then I'm getting lots more points, which leads to more tiles, which leads to more currency, which leads to, you know, see this game has no points. There's no points. I think it's pretty much, I mean, the description is discover, collect, and organize to create your own unique garden in this relaxing, idle, creative sandbox. Okay. So I think that there isn't a deeper point. I think it is literally build quietly and have fun. And I mean- Which I respect. Right. I respect that. And I think it's a lovely, beautiful thing. Yeah. But also the other other games that are like that, like Townscaper and such, which is just like, do whatever you want. It's just creative. Like- I don't, I don't stick with them. 
Yeah. Without yeah. a without a without a motivating mechanic to hook me, and it's not it's not a criticism of those games at all. Uh, it's just I'm I, that was the, my main question was like, what is the loop uh, for this? Right, and it could be that I don't know because mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. You know, like it could be that's a, a part of the bigger. Um, bigger picture i have you know as as the internet allows us to do i have stalked the creator on uh on twitter and i think as far as i know so far um they are they are you know working in progress um the last post from them was a few months ago um oh wow is it a single person that you can yeah it's one person one person yeah one person and the last post that they put up was like you know, uh, let you get a peek at some items from a new set. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at that and I was like, Oh, cool. Okay. I see a few things in this, in this clip that I haven't seen like a new type of terrain. So mm-hmm. I'm assuming that perhaps that is the direction that, you know, the person might be taking, but I just, you know, no, uh, this game was announced in June. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah. I, and I think that they're planning for, for a, a release within the calendar year or, or maybe early 2023, or, I unless I was misreading that. Don't on, the, on the Twitter, it just says working on, working it doesn't on it, say yeah. like, you know, this is what's happening. I mean, forget um, points. I don't need points or currency. It's more just like, Hey, you need to build this, that, and the other thing in order to unlock the snowy terrain. And then you can build all the snowy stuff. Like that's it. That's all. I would want from a game like this to just a, a, a progression, a peaceful ladder of progression that, um, it, within a sandbox is sounds lovely. Um, perhaps though it is just more open-ended and, uh, freeform than that. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, if, if you're looking for a bigger connection, you know, after making more things, totally get it. And you know, that may, this may have that or it may not but i know for me personally i was just like oh wow this really this is really hitting the spot for me but i also recognize that there will be a point at which i will probably have built i don't say everything but like this particular garden maybe is built you know what i mean and i'm like okay i've used everything so then maybe i start a new one and i build a different type of garden i think i had two thoughts about the game one it would make a magnificent ipad game and i really hope that she would consider that if it's possible because using your fingers to pinch and move things would just Mm -hmm. be great Mm -hmm. um i really you know imagine it on my ipad pro and that retina screen but i also think that um this would be a really good game to, to show kids. It's a high creativity game. Yes. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, you have the, pos- the potential of replay- replayability, uh, you know, being like, okay, well, I built this garden, you know, but I do feel like what I want from it is for the demo. You know, I've, I've let's say I've completed or, or built a full garden in the demo. I kind of want her to be like, okay, it's out. And like, you have different building blocks that you can only access in different levels. And I don't know if that's like mm-hmm. wanting too much, but mm-hmm. like building on this level would be cool. And then like, <clears throat> you know, if there was another level where I got all like desert kind of items or something, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like that would be really, really cool. So totally. I have no idea when 
like for instance, I notice on Steam that it says the release date is 2022. But I mean, no, that okay, that's what I was alluding to. We're about like, to be yes. in December. I don't, and and they haven't updated anything in, in a months. while. But then you might get a so, surprise, like you know, hey, here it is. Right? Maybe. I mean, you know, and then I, like, will it be early access or will it be like it's out here? It is. You know, like I mean, not that that necessarily matters, but um, it, I, I just I, it's fat. It is always fascinating to see small, so especially solo developers being like, "We're gonna do our best," and then they, and then it's out, and then you start to see like a little, a little community form around it, especially because like you will be among the first, you know, two thousand, five thousand people to play this game. You'll be in the the Discord or the subreddit when it's in the earliest days. Um, that's nice. That's really nice, especially if you really love the game. You know, you can inform really its progress. Do. <clears throat> I'll definitely be like looking very forward to what happens next with this. And I think I probably still will be playing it. You know, I don't know if it's the only thing I'll be playing. I do have at least nine more demos that I do really want to <laughs> get through. And I, I hope to try to get at least through some more of them by the end of the year, but mm-hmm. I'm just really enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to, you know, building, building further. Um, so yeah, highly, highly recommended. The demo is free. It's on steam. It's on itch.io itch.io. I don't, I never know which one is right. Obligatory question. Have you tried it on the steam deck? And I presume it's going to be like a haptic pad, mouse and keyboard situation there. And that Uh, has mixed results. I have not even put it on the steam deck. I downloaded it on my PC and then I moved that to the living room. So I'm not sure. Um, I did mention the touchscreen thing and my husband was like, well, maybe you should try putting it on the steam deck. Um, but you know, just haven't, haven't gotten that time in yet. I just love that you're like, imagine if I, if there was a portable PC, well, I guess there isn't, I'll move this tower into the living room. I mean, to be fair, my husband was the one that started moving the freaking tower and I was like, okay, I can understand doing it once, but like doing it regularly, I'm just like, okay. My hat is off. Yeah. Like, like, like last, a couple days ago, I actually said to him like, well, you know, what if we, what if we, what if I buy, you know, an apple for the, for the, the office and this just lives here because oh. we also, um, you know, obtain movies, um, in ways that I cannot talk about on this podcast. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we, <laughs> and we watch a lot of stuff. Like, um, the last couple months we've been getting more into like, um, Thai, uh, like dramas. Mm-hmm. And so we've yeah, been I think like, you mentioned that. yeah. And those are f- kind of hard to find. Sure. So like we have to kind of, you know, do some, especially subtitled. So we definitely have to keep kind of looking, but like we use it to watch like a lot of that stuff too. Now, I mean, you know, we could obviously set up something to stream it. Um, and that's something no, that, but that's know, a pain in the ass. Honestly, you know, if, if the work you are doing is not like, you know, editing 4K video or some shit, then then what you just described does make a ton of sense as long as you don't mind investing in in yet another, you know, uh MacBook or whatever it might be uh yeah. in, in the office. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've thought about it and, you know, it's not like I'm in, you know, a hurry, mm-hmm. but it's it's definitely something that I thought about where I'm like, you know, it's 
you know, it's kind of yeah. it's kind of handy to have a computer, you know, connected you've got, to your Yeah, television. you've got PC games in the on the couch all, at all times. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. So anyway, like that's that's what I got. That's Garden what I Galaxy. Got. I love it. I yeah. I, I it's the minute you post you shared it, I was like boop wish list. And my hope there would be like, oh, you know, maybe wait for a 1.0 early access situation. And hopefully it would be uh, a good fit for sort of little little haptic pads on the Steam Deck. Like that's that's kind of what it's that is what those little pads are for. These exact kind of games, yep. as long as it feels comfy there. So I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I mean, think- hey, you know what? If I put it on the Steam Deck, I could probably just be like, oh, it's on the Steam Deck. I could start a new garden here. <laughs> right. Totally. <laughs> be careful of your um, your cloud saves, like overwriding each other. Right, overwriding it that. by you accident. Know, I don't, it depends. Yeah. Is there like a, is it like start a new save file or is it like... I think it is start a new save in. file. So then you could do, yeah, you can do two different files. Um, yeah. Yeah, I... I, I always gravitate towards these games and then always want to i always think my daughter will be interested in them and sometimes she is but she is like me in a way where she she does need that sort of like uh motivation like she liked um pocket city she she didn't she didn't click with townscaper but then pocket city which is like sim city for mobile she was all about that for a long time uh... for this for the reasons we are talking about of like you got to build this many houses and then you unlock the, the bridge and then the bridge gets you to the here and then you unlock the next, whatever it is, you know, the, the systems and whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But this game looks just mm, yeah. spectacular. Yeah. It's it's it fun and, and, you know, go bookmark it for free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, All play it for right. free. Gar- Garden Galaxy, uh, we will return after a brief break and then uh, we'll talk about some more video games right after this. Hi, it's me, Jeremy Parrish, co-host of the Retronauts podcast, the only video game history podcast that's been around so long, it's also a part of video game history. Every week, one of the motley rabble who hosts this show leads a deep dive into the past, whether it's to break down a classic franchise, learn more about a timeless game from its creator, or just wallow in nostalgia. Relive history with Retronauts, here on the HyperX Podcast Network. Hey there, friends. It's Matt. I'm here to tell you that it's that time of year again, and uh, I, I don't care what you say. There's nothing I can do about time. Holiday shopping time, and if you want to get ahead of the curve, HyperX will be running big sales for the holiday season. That's up to 50% off, 5-0, of the big product lines, including the ultra-comfy Cloud 2 headset, the Alloy Origins mechanical keyboard, if you're into those fancy keyboards, and the fan favorite, the Quadcast USB microphone, if you're recording podcasts. Uh, That's up to 50% off on some gifts for the gaming enthusiast or the podcaster or the technology uh, enthusiast in your life. And maybe, maybe throw something in the cart for yourself. Any major retailer or e-tailer where you typically get your favorite gear We'll have these sales, and you can also head over to HyperX.com and sign up for the newsletter so you can be alerted for the biggest deals right away. Happy holidays from us, and thank you to HyperX for supporting the show.
have returned to talk about more electronic entertainments, as I like to call them. I'm rebranding <laughs> the, 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 the topic of the show. Um, here's one that um, we, we may have touched on uh, briefly. I would venture to guess it might even be on a, a wish list or two of yours. Um, and we had the auto, the Steam Autumn Sale, and which, as usual, reminds you of all the games that are on your wish list. And then, if you're anything like me, it's like, oh, this 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 is a game I I wanted, and it's here, and it's super cheap. Is it also on Switch? Oh, it's on Switch, and it's also discounted there, and it probably runs fine there. So what you know? And so I sort of did the math there, and on a whim, I snatched up uh, a game called Graveyard Keeper for 10 bucks <gasps> yeah. on switch you, oh my you, god you, you know Tell you me. knew where you're aware of this right yeah so when i was really into playing stardew a friend of mine exactly. was like i think you need graveyard keeper yep. and i haven't bought it yet yep uh, i so i this game is fascinating and i'll tell you why i got it on switch because I was kind of like I I wanted on the smaller fact form factor factor I want to I know what I'm in for I think so I want to be able to really play it in bed and take you know I took it we went away for Thanksgiving and I, I don't really like bringing the Steam Deck out of the house but the Switch Lite goes wherever I go and that's great so uh, I'll start with saying that um, it runs like ass on the Switch <gasps> I think no it, and also has like. A significant amount of input lag, which I, you know, doesn't matter a whole lot for this kind of game. But, like, people are, are aware of it on the, the subreddit or whatever, being like, yeah, I beat this game on, on PC and then I played it on Switch. And, like, wow, like, sure does take a long time between button pressing and picking up an item. And I noticed it right <laughs> away and I was like, oh, God, I just threw $10 in the toilet. But I stuck with it. And kind of just said, you know what, like, it is what it is. And I'm going to like, just kind of get past this to see what this is, you know, to really see what's going on here. And I, despite its its technical flaws, um, oh, I'll also say like, you start the game off and there's like a story, quote unquote, and this doesn't spoil anything. You, you are like a person from modern times and then you die question mark and then you end up in like a medieval um you know spooky graveyard uh place and like the writing is not good it, it's it, it's very clunky and it, it also like it's humorous but like it's not actually funny you know and, and i'm not i'm not saying this to shit on the developers i think the devs are russian so perhaps there is some lost in translation stuff going on it's fine, but like the—I guess what I'm saying is the game does not make a strong first impression. Bad controls, um, poor performance, and bad writing out the gate. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Oh wow, okay. But I stick with it because I'm like, I'm interested to see what this game has to offer. The reason that I really am enjoying this game despite its technical and presentational flaws is that holy cow systems and tech trees and uh grind and not uh, and in in a way that like could put off 
other types of players meaning like stardew valley has grind and and mechanics and and you know you gotta make this sprinkler and then combine it with this element to make a better sprinkler and you gotta go talk to the this wizard to get the thing that you need for the next thing like that is what makes these games engaging and thoughtful and planning and and they create goals obviously you know that that's that's what we come to these games for and right. i have not played stardew in a, in a quite a while so I, I, it's hard for me to compare um, the grind and system mechanics one for one, but my memory and perception is like, all right, if Stardew grind and goal setting is at like a, a, a four, where it's like, there's a lot to do, but it's also pretty chill. Graveyard Keeper feels like a 10 in comparison. Oh, Wow. So much so that it's like, okay, like you got to get wood and get stone and then you're going to make the, you know, the wood chopper and then you make a plank and then you go to the blueprint table and you're going to, all right, well, I need four nails and six planks to make this thing. And then you make this thing and you make the, the, the anvil and it's like, yes, I've got an anvil and now I can make this and this. Oh, well, to make the things that the anvil makes there are like 40 ingredients I've never even heard of plus six technology unlocks that I have to do before I can even take advantage of the thing I just built. And again, half of me is like, holy crap, there is so much wikiing and research and looking around to do. And it, And for me personally, it's right up to that line of like, whoa, this is a lot. And the other half of me is like, oh, yeah, there is so <laughs> much in this game, so much to do in this game. And it is very – I continue to be motivated by it. Um, layered on top of that is another system that I quite like, which is it's basically a currency system where everything you do – Cre- creates like experience points in three different categories that you then use to unlock different technologies. And that is rewarding because it's like, well, I got to chop down 40 trees now. That's annoying. But by just doing that, you're generating red experience points, which is like manual labor experience. And then you get a bunch of stuff and you're in your house and you're like, I could sleep in my bed to get energy or I could make a sandwich to bring on the road with me. It's like, I don't really need the sandwich. Like, it's fine. I'm just sleep, whatever. But by making a sandwich, I'm generating green experience. I'm by cooking and there's a ton of cooking, ton of recipes, ton of ingredients. You are not only creating portable energy things, which are end up being very valuable, very useful, but you're also generating green experience points. So now you're using those to unlock more and more technologies. Again, where it's like, yeah, I unlocked this new thing that opens up a ton of new systems and ingredients and whatever. The core, it's hard to even identify what is the core mechanic and loop, but getting back to what the game is about, you're a graveyard keeper and you are sort of teleported into this world and you're tasked by a bishop. It's super dark and gloomy, and there's clearly a lot of religious cult and corruption over to, like, the bishop who is like, you're in charge of this graveyard. Like, he's comedically 
corrupt and bad he's bad you know but he's like but you're in charge so please make the graveyard as nice as possible so you're updating and and repairing the gravestones and you're periodically getting dead bodies from a donkey that like brings them to your graveyard and you get but and so that also is very interesting because like if conditions are met the donkey will bring a body every day there's a cycle of days uh that is six days in a week and it's day and night and you have so much energy but it's not like stardew where it's like oh no the day is over and i'm out of energy so i'm fucked like you can just keep going for as long as you have energy and you can like eat eat food or forage for mushrooms and then just get more energy but there's there are reasons why you would sort of oh this character only appears on this day and I need energy, and I'm already home, and I don't want to waste a sandwich, so I'll just sleep, save my game, wake up, and then, okay, now I can talk to the astrologer or the fisherman or mm-hmm. the tavern guy, whatever. So what you start to learn is like the, the day cycle, the six-day cycle matters, and then also each day that passes, if you have met certain requirements like there's no more bodies in your morgue and you have satisfied the donkey in a certain way. I won't, ex- I won't spoil that specifically. Cause that not, that's, I don't mean that in a gross way. Like the donkey wants stuff. And then at, at first he's working for free and then he doesn't work for free anyway. So as you go, bodies come into your graveyard. Now, so in addition to all the stardew villager crafting, cooking, uh, manufacturing tech tree stuff there's also the core graveyard system which right. is make sure your graveyard is up is looking good there's like a system of points for like is your graveyard nice and that is affected by the bodies that you get the bodies come in and they have a certain inherent level of like sin or corruption some bodies are like, wow, this person was super good when they were alive. So they, when you bury them, they'll make your graveyard nice. Ah. And this body was super sinful. And so if you bury them, they inherently have negative points that will affect your graveyard. However, if you get the body right away and it is not decaying and you bring it into the morgue, you can then perform an autopsy on the body to remove certain things like blood, bone, fat, skull, intestines, whatever. You can remove or replace organs and and bodily fluids to make the body inherently more or less sinful or sort of it's almost like a little puzzle game where it's like well removing this item will will impact you negatively but it will but it will open up the maximum number of points you could get. So it's kind of like I remove this to increase the maximum cap, which then downgrades my body. But then if I add this or that and then remove this, I've taken one step back, but I've taken two steps forward. And now the body is, um, you know, better than it was when it arrived. On top of that, there's all sorts of perks and systems and technologies that make you a better surgeon and decrease or increase whatever. So you do your body and then you bury it and then you put it in a grave 
And then if you put a wooden gravestone, it's like one point. But if you add a stone gravestone, it's two points. And you can repair the gravestones. And you can, if one body in your graveyard really sucks, you can pay money to exhume the body, which costs a lot. But by exhuming it and patching it up, or you know what? This body is really costing me some graveyard points, and it kind of sucks. Maybe I'll just fucking throw it in the river, and then I can put a different body in this in this very valuable plot. Wow! It's a whole the 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 systems go deeper and deeper, and just when you think like, "Wow, there is so much to do," I have a hundred different things to do, and I I'm gonna do all of them, and then you like do something, and you're like, "There's a whole church." There's a whole alchemy lab. There's a whole town. There's a, there's fishing in this. Like how much fucking shit? I I An cannot overwhelming express. amount of things to do it's is truly what? overwhelming. Not to mention that there is apparently three DLC packs for this game that increase the systems and whatever. So as long as you're not completely overwhelmed by everything that's going on in this game, it is really quite compelling um there's once you unlock the church there's a whole like religious system where you have on a certain days on sunday it's not sunday but it's a day signified by the sun symbol you have to you don't have to do anything you can give a sermon and the quality of your sermon which you have purchased or crafted using paper which is then manufactured by using pen and ink and also stories that you've unlocked through the game you create a sermon then the quality of a ser- of the sermon and the like ornaments of the church like how many candles and pews you have in the church all of those go into like a a a a, a, a sermon system which then the villagers or the cultists come and then di- was your sermon good it was pretty good and then they'll leave donations and then you'll generate faith which you then use in combination with science points or something to research anything in the game. So literally like a piece of iron, a bone that you carved out of a body, a piece of wood. Like you can study these in the basement of the church to generate blue faith points, which you then use wow. to unlock technology. Like, oh my goodness. So as you go, it starts to become very clear like that the day – the days of the week system at first are like, I'm just chopping wood. I don't care what fucking day it is. Now it's like, oh, I can only, I really need faith. Like I need to generate faith to, to progress in this way or that way. And I can only do that on Sunday. And oh, by the way, the only ser- the, the starter sermon that I start out with sucks like i just uh doesn't doesn't so i have to wait a full six days to do my shitty sermon and in and in that following time i'm like i really need to like get better sermons so what do i need to do well i gotta grind for stories and paper and ink and what it is wild and in a good way it's like when you know when you feel that grind with Stardew of like I can't get enough done in a day. I want to yeah. do all the things that I can't. Despite this be this game being an overwhelming amount of systems, I rarely feel stressed 
that the day will end or that I run out of energy because there are really nice ways to mitigate those things where you're like, I can just, I I just need a lot of resources right now and I can just go out into the woods and get them. Oh, and that's the other thing. The game world is enormous and there are clearly other like boulders and bridges and things that are blocking and disrepair that this world opens up even further. And, and again, when you first start the game, it's like, wow, it makes a bad first impression. And wow, it sure takes a long ass time to walk from your house to the town. Oh, yeah, I hate that. I hate that in, in all games of this type. Yes. And this one feels egregious in ways that Stardew Valley does not. Um, but you eventually get a teleportation thing. Yeah, I was going to that say, that's what they all do. So there must be a way. Absolutely. Which, again, it really doesn't explain that. It really doesn't say, I bought the teleportation stone. I'm like, I'm afraid to use it because if it's gone, I'll never be able. And it's like, okay, no, you can use it forever. It's a like, oh my God, I don't even know what to do next. I need to open the wiki to figure out what's next. And so much so that's like, there's so much stuff and I think I need this. And then I walk over to the cellar or to the church or whatever. And I'm like, I forgot what the fuck I was doing. Like, I don't even know what, what I was. <laughs> I know I'm shit. I feel it sounds like I'm shitting on the game, but like, I want, I want to see, like, I'm obsessed with it and I want to see it through. Like every time I unlocks a new system or mechanic, I'm like, Yeah. Yeah, I wanna I wanna figure this out. Like I wanna go to the next thing and the next thing and see what uh, what's the next layer. It's great. And for like 10 bucks, like Oh no, it's like eight bucks now. It's like $7.99. It's cheap as dirt. And I mean, like hearing you say this is kind of making me go, I mean, it's so cheap. Like my only downside as I see it is that I can't play this with Patrick and like I can play Stardew. We're actually playing Stardew with mods right now, which right. you know. But like, yeah, if we if I could play this with him, I think it would be an instant buy. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't think it's multiplayer at all. No, and it says single player. But I mean, that's player. fine. You know, like, I mean, it's not like I won't, you know, like I wouldn't play it. But I guess we're just kind of grooving on like playing something together at the moment. Totally. And and maybe it's one that you both fire up separately and compare notes. Yeah, maybe so. And also, like, it's one of those games that, that like, I, I do, th- it feels like you hit, a, you hit a point in this game where you're like, you're either going to be like, oh, man, I get, I get, I see what this is, and it's not for me. Right. Or, or oh, shit, I got to <laughs> do everything, you know. Right. And I mean, it might. So for eight bucks, it, it might be worth seeing which side of that fence you land on or right. Patrick lands on. My word. And 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 you know, it's the aesthetic too, it it, it doesn't have the same charm as a Stardew or a Coral Island, like whatever. It's intentionally gloomy, etc. But it it works. It all yeah. comes together and it works. Like you wake up and it's like, oh, this day, today's really foggy or it's like a super rainy day. And it, there's, it just never is sunny and bright and cheerful. Like it never is. And that's like, that. that's what you're in for. That's what it's for. And that's what it's, and also, and like, and then you're like, 
dragging bodies into the morgue and chopping them up. Not also not to spoil, but it's like the religious autopsy whatever system is very unique and very interesting. And then you're like removing flesh and removing skin from the bodies. And you're like, okay, cool. I got my faith points for that. What am I supposed to do with these items now? (laughs) And they're like weirdly connected to cooking and selling and other things. And it's like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's, it's very, it's very over the top. It's not spooky. It's no. over the top stupid in a gloomy stardew crazy way. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Eight bucks, I think, I think at least I at least add it to my library for add it to the, yeah, add it add it in there to your list or whatever. I'm sure it'll be I mean, even if you don't buy it, I'm sure it'll be on sale again in the future. But yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I'm it has supplanted a variety of the other games that I was playing and I will get back to um uh, Tactics Over Ogre and Rogue Legacy but this one has completely subsumed me uh yeah, for this that's past great. week. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Graveyard Keeper, that's it. Uh, nice. I think I think we're going to get out of here. Okay. Uh it's been a lovely morning. Oh, I like starting off the day chatting about games with you and our <laughs> listening audience. <laughs> You know where yeah. to find us. Uh, every single time we publish an episode, there are links to the social medias and um, the Discord community. Um, I know your book is on its way out. I know you have uh, uh, copies in your house and you're gearing up for that. Anything else you want to share about upcoming stuff? Any articles or, or whatever? Streams? Uh, I don't think there's anything. Well, actually, there there's something that might be coming up soon, but I, I don't want to announce it yet. It's not to be mysterious, but uh, yeah, maybe not yet. Um, uh, but maybe in the near future, something very exciting. So, uh, yes, I will tease and leave it there for right now. Come on and be part of our community. We love to hear from you and chat with you. Thanks for chatting with us and listening to us. And uh, we will talk at you in one week's time. Any final thoughts? Hmm. Coffee. Coffee. Yeah, let's get some more. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.